Welcome to the Dreamcatcher Podcast, a place where your dreams can find a voice. I'm your host, Celine Chenoy. Thank you to all of you who return every week to tune in to become a better version of yourself. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already, and rate our show if you enjoyed this episode. All of us dream at night. Sometimes our dreams are vivid and clear. And sometimes they are hazy and fragmented, while other times we face spells of dreamless nights. No matter what our dream experiences are like, we should take them seriously, as they are the gateway to our subconscious mind. To shed some light on the importance of our dreams, I invited dream expert Kelly Sullivan Walden. Kelly is on a mission to awaken the world to the power of dreams. She is a certified clinical hypnotherapist whose unique approach to dream therapy led her to become a trusted advisor, coach, and consultant, enriching the lives of thousands of individuals, including Fortune 500 executives, UN ambassadors, celebrities, inner-city kids, and stay-at-home moms. Her dream insights have been featured on many talk shows, including The Dr. Oz Show, Ricky Lake, The Real, and Hallmark's Home and Family. In this interview, Kelly shares her thoughts on the significance of our dreams when it comes to the important themes in our lives. She also shares tips on how we can recall our dreams better, as well as interpret them in a way that can offer us wisdom and insight into our journey of empowerment. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing today? I am great. So good to be with you, Celine. Yeah, I'm excited to be speaking with you today about your work and to hear your ideas and how we can access deeper wisdom through our dreams. So thanks for being here. It's an absolute pleasure. And I love the name of your show, The Dream Catcher. It's very cool. It shows up as Dream Cat on my calendar because it doesn't have the whole name. So I thought both names are really cool. I love it. Well, thank you. Actually, the name of the website is dreamcatch.com because Dreamcatcher oh, cool. name was not available. So <laughs> Yeah, I guess that one would be taken, but that's cool. I like it. But, but thank you for your kind words. So... Mm-hmm. I would like to start our conversation by learning a little bit about you and your journey of transformation. What inspired you to get into the field of dream interpretation? And when did you realize that you have a talent for it? Mm. I think it's definitely something that I backed into. I never looked to, like, I never sought out this field, this career. It just was something that was all around me. I think other people could see it more than I could. I think that's true for for many of us with our gifts and talents. We think it should be one thing that we're striving for. And all the while, it's kind of nipping at our heels and saying, no, hello, I'm already here. <laughs> it takes other people to recognize that. Um, so, I mean, I've I have a long history with re- with remembering dreams and and playing with dreams and I it all kind of comes back to my younger sister Shannon who I always shared a bedroom with growing up. I've got four sisters but she's the one closest to me in age and just as interested in dreams as I am. Um and we as little girls like 5, 6, 7 years old, we we would be talking about dreams and dream symbols and characters that came to us in our dreams. And we would kind of be stunned that 
some of the same characters showed up in in her dreams as they were in mine, even though they didn't exist in in our cartoons or in our waking life. They were just relegated to the dream. So there was something very fascinating about these creatures and these scenarios that would happen in dreams. And, and it was fun to have a partner in crime, in a sense, to, to share it with. So it was just a normal part of our lives. And it still is to this day. And I always like to say, I mean, I'm, I'm close with all my sisters. I love them all. But my sister Shannon, because we have this dream connection, we're really, really psychically in tune with one another and very much aware. And I feel like both of us have a more heightened intuition as a result of having spent so much time paying attention to dreams. Um, then I, I kind of went away from dreams, we could say, like during my 20s, especially my early 20s, while I was pursuing a career in the entertainment business, acting and all kinds of stuff. And I became much more focused on the external reality um, more so than my inner magical world. It, it, my life became all about pleasing people and trying to get the gig and what does it take? Like, what, how can I contort myself into what it would take to, to have people like me? And as a result, I kind of lost for a while my access to my dreams, except just some nightmares started to really haunt me towards the end of that dry spell. And it was like my soul was yelling at me, like, where have you gone? You've gotten lost in all that blings and like, come back. And I had, a, I had a crisis point where I really, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes along with it, but it was, um, I'd really gotten lost and I had given all my power to an acting teacher that was going to quote unquote, make me a star. (laughs) And, And so I gave him my soul and my heart and everything. And he thought I was great. And I, so therefore I thought I was great, but then the moment he changed his mind and thought I was the opposite of great, he thought, nope we don't like Kelly anymore. She's off the list. I just wanted to die. And I had nothing inside myself to hold me up during that time. So it's like one person's opinion meant I should go. And that was, that was the beginning of, I would say my true hero's journey. Often the hero's journey, according to Joseph Campbell, it begins when the kingdom is in ruin when it seems like you're going to die and everything is up in smoke. And that was certainly it for me because I didn't want to die, even though I thought I should die. But I went on this hunt for therapy and and 12-step programs and crystals and hypnosis and, and spirituality. And that was the beginning of my quest to get myself back. And in that process, I started to get my dreams back. And a therapist told me one day because I was having the only dreams I could remember at that point were really frightening nightmares. And she told me that a nightmare is an unfinished dream. And with that, I thought, oh my God, that was like the life changer right there because I thought, wow, that means I could change my dream. And so I started to play with changing my dream, not necessarily in the dream while I was like lucid, but sometimes that way. But More often than not, it was just in a waking state, imagining how I would change my dream and what I would do to empower myself. And that was the beginning of me not just empowering myself through my dreams, but through my waking life as well. 
And then I became a hypnotherapist and started seeing clients and, and, and started working with them and their dreams because I'd found them so important to my healing process. And then um, I was encouraged to write books about my perspective or a book about my perspective on dreams because I believe that even the scary dreams are helpful and coming to us in the service of our healing. So I was encouraged to write my first book, It's All in Your Dreams. Actually, that's the second book. Mm-hmm. I Had the Strangest Dream was my first book. And it was it's full of 3,000 symbols that I interpret from a really empowering perspective, even monsters and fires and floods and tsunamis and alien abduction. It's like it's all looked at from the perspective of you're trying to wake up. So, you know, I've written 10 books at this point and two Oracle decks, and I'm very enthusiastic about supporting people in waking up to their potential and their reason for being alive via their subconscious mind and their dreams. That brings me to you. That's a beautiful story. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised that you came up with all these crazy um, symbols in your book, because when it comes to subconscious mind, there really is no limit. You know, sometimes you have the craziest dreams. You're like, what? What just happened? Like, you know, I know that's happened to me and I'm sure it's happened to a lot of other people. Right. In fact, I I like to say that it's strange not to have a strange dream. Okay. If your dreams are super ordinary, then there's probably a problem. <laughs> that's when you should worry when things are way too ordinary in your dreams. So if it's strange, then that's good. Your subconscious mind is 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 full of gusto and is and is using its its art form to communicate with you. They should be strange. Right, right. And how how is how are our dreams significant when it comes to understanding our soul's journey and mission? I think our dreams speak the language of soul, which on some level we have all these all these languages spoken around the world, but the one language that we all have in common is dreams. And um and I believe also one of the reasons that we all have dreams and dream symbols in common, even though different cultures interpret different scenarios in different ways, but we all have symbols that speak to us. I think it's our primary language and the language of the soul is also the language of symbol. So um, it's just a more efficient way to speak. Like if you and I spoke totally different languages, but I pointed at the sun, we would both have a, an experience of, okay, this is about light. This is about warmth. This is about maybe being inspired. This is about hope. Like we could communicate a million different words with one symbol. It's really efficient. And I think our soul, if we were speaking and coming from our soul, we would be incredibly intuitive and compassionate and understand each other in a holistic way. And I think it's, it's kind of, um, I always say that dreams aren't the thing itself. It's about what, where our dreams take us, our dreams take us into our soul. And when we're in our soul, we're connected to everyone's soul and our lives become more juicy and better. So dreams in a way are kind of like the the staircase or the escalator that leads us to this powerful feeling essence of, of who we really are as beings. That's what I think. Yeah. But 
I mean, sometimes dreams, they can be so fragmented and yeah. it's hard to interpret it sometimes, you know? I mean, what advice do you have for anyone who, first of all, who does not have these very vivid symbolic dreams and who can't really recall their dreams? Right. Well, I think you just said it. I think, um, I think we all have vivid and symbolic dreams. The issue, though, is whether we remember them or not. And it's easier for some people than it is for others. But I think it's a skill that can be learned. Just like anybody can learn how to sing, whether you become an opera star or Mariah Carey or, you know, it's like that's another issue. But we can all learn to sing. We can all learn to remember our dreams. We may never become epically oriented with our dreams, but we can all pick up clues from our dreams. It's just a matter of remembering them. So first of all, it's in order to remember dreams. If it's, if somebody's listening and they're like, wow, I really haven't remembered a dream in a while. Yeah, I haven't. It's just, why I'm like, you haven't. I'm curious. To- oh, wow. Yeah, I have. Even you with a with a podcast named dream catch you haven't so that's interesting I mean, i i have intermittent phases i'll have a couple of days where i have extremely powerful dreams and then yeah. nothing for like a couple of weeks so it's it's very sporadic with me right i think i think well it's similar with me like there's sometimes when the dreams are just massive or they're just immediately profound and they won't let me go and then on all the days in between, I feel like I, I have to put forth the effort. I have to reach for them at least a little bit and not take them for granted. Because like even just this morning, I to me, it would be like, you know, there's the judging part of my mind that's like, oh, man, those were boring dreams. Like there was nothing great. But but if I really apply, like if I, if I practice what I preach, I would say, don't take any dream lying down. What's the dream that you did have that you did remember, even if it was just a teeny little snippet of something that seems really random, you can work with that. You can do something with that. So there's never a throwaway day, even on the days in between the epic dreams, you can still get juice from those dreams. I had a dream about last night, um, a friend of mine's mother. This is the only piece of my dream that I really remember waking up and in waking life, She's gotten really thin and frail, but in my dream, she was plump. She was like full figured and, and rosy cheeked. And I was like, okay, that was interesting. Why, why? And I, I haven't even had a chance to interpret this, but I'll just say I could have thrown that dream away. Like, oh, that was no big deal. But really, I think it means like the, on some level, because there's some part of me that's worried about this woman, I feel like my dream was kind of showing me, no, 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 her spirit's intact. There's a full-bodied woman in there. Don't just relate to her as what's happening with her body. There's there's like the spirit of her that is full. And so it gives me this really warm, optimistic feeling about no matter what's happening with her body to re- remember that her soul is more than just that. And it gives me a whole different orientation also about being full figured. I'm, I'm a woman and I'm always watching my weight. And so many people around me are like, Oh, I gained a pound. And in my dream, I feel like this was saying, no, being like full is good. <laughs> you know, having a body is good. So I can get a ton of juice from this one little snippet that I might have. My ego might have said, Oh, but that's not the matrix. I mean, I didn't get 
you know, the Holy Grail in my dream. So let's just throw the whole thing away. No, there's so much juice I can get just from that one little piece. So I assert that the same would be true for you and for anybody in between their big dreams. They're getting something from the dream world. So it's about really making that effort to kind of do that introspection and really kind of dig deep and, you know, ask yourself yeah. those questions. Those, yeah. And it helps to be in the habit on ordinary days. Like um, I always like to say that if you take one step toward the dream maker, she'll take 10 steps toward you. So making effort on an ordinary day, just like I just did. I just remembered this little teeny snippet and I'm like, okay, fine. Let's shine a little light on it. Even if I'm cynical about it, even if I'm like, oh, come on, (laughs) you know, doing it anyway. It's like, oh, I'm always delighted and surprised with what comes from just shining a little bit of light on it. So we have to make a tiny bit of effort. And then if we do, then we keep the habit in place because some people will have an epic dream, but because they haven't built the dream recall muscle, they haven't built the habit of writing down their dream first thing in the morning, they can have a massive epic dream and it will go up in smoke because they weren't in the habit of writing it down. So it's gone. So we might as well just have the, the habit, even if it's like wax on, wax off. Did you ever see that Karate Kid movie from way back when? Uh, you mean the one in the, from the 1980s? Yes. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. But it's like the practice was wax on, wax off. And the guy's like, this is so boring. How is this teaching me karate? This is so boring. But when, he, when he's put to the test, it's like, whoo, all those skills that he practiced on the ordinary days really kicked in. <laughs> so it's like that wax on, wax off every day. Do a little bit of that in the morning. And by the, when the big dream comes up, you'll be ready for it. Ready. Okay. by the way you did a fantastic job in interpreting that dream that you had about your friend's mother what advice for um for all of us when it comes to you know personalizing our dreams and really interpreting it in a way that would benefit us because you know sometimes what i do is like if i see any common symbols like yes yes like a snake or and i often dream about tsunamis (laughs) oh wow yeah i mean it's been a recurring thing for me especially when i'm when i'm quite stressed out so i mean i would just go to like dreamdictionary.com and just check it out and try to figure out how that how whether that resonates with me the interpretation on those websites so Mm -hmm. uh, recommend doing something like that or should we kind of ask ourselves those questions and dig deeper and reflect more on on the symbols that we see in our dreams. Right. All of the above. Okay. I, I have a, um, a, my little um, formula for working on dreams. I call it saddle S A D D L E. And what you did from my perspective, what you do is grab your dream journal and write the word saddle across the page and then draw lines that separate those letters so that you can draw, you can draw or write in those sections. And S stands for symbol And so you just write down the primary symbols in the dream. Like for my little dream last night, I'd put the, I'd put the woman's name and then I'd put, I'd put, um, heavy or, or full body and I'd say glowing because those are like the main things that stood out to me. That's really simple. Do you have, maybe we could do tsunami. So a tsunami is a great symbol. I'd put that down in that, in that 
list and whatever else is going on. Like, were you at the beach? Were you with a friend? Were you running? Like, what are the primary elements of the dream? I'd put that under symbol. And then next to it is the A for, A stands for association. And this is for your association. This is you, the dreamer's association. So without thinking about what a dream dictionary would say or dreamdictionary.com or my dream dictionary, I had the strangest dream. What's your first impression or feeling about a tsunami? Personally, what does it mean to you? It's super scary. (laughs) Right. Super scary. I think back to that tsunami that happened in Southeast Mm. Korea, like about a few years ago, and the devastation of the number of people who died. And for me, it's a massive symbol of fear. So Massive symbol of fear. And if I... And loss of... Yeah. Oh, perfect. So it's it's massive symbol of fear and being out of control. Great. And what's the energy of a tsunami? Like, what's it like to be like to to be present to a tsunami? What's that feel like? First of all, you're not expecting it. Like, it just comes out right. of nowhere. Right. Right. So it's this energy that comes out of nowhere, and you and you don't expect it. Yeah, and you're not the shock. Yeah, right. And then, and then, so you're not prepared, and and you're not in control. Right. Okay. Perfect. All right. So that's I would put all of those words under A for association, and then D D in the saddle formula stands for dream dictionary. So this is when I would say, feel free to buy my book. It's all I had the strangest dream, and people have it as a as an ebook, um, and then you can just. And you can just put in the word tsunami and it'll pop up um, or just like carry it around as, and you can use it as an app or just go to dreamdictionary.com just to cross reference to see if you missed anything, to see if there's anything else that triggers something from you. Like, for example, I, what I would say in, in my book is a tsunami is also related to water and the water element is often associated with emotion and femininity, and it's kind of like big feminine energy or energy that's been repressed that must express. So I would add all of that to it. And then you could, you know, maybe jot some of that down in the DD part of the of saddle. And then L is for life. What's happening in my life lately that may have prompted this dream or that's coming up in my life? that may be stimulating this dream. So let me ask you, is there like the last time you had a tsunami dream, do you know what was going on in your life before, like sandwiching that dream before or after that dream? Mm, I was having some issues with my family. Yeah. With a difficult family member. Yeah. A difficult family member. Okay. So I, was it like a emotional and does it relate to those feelings of that you described in the tsunami? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So you know that, okay, so there's something in my life is triggering this this dream or this dream symbol. And so it's related to that, possibly. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is the E is for emotion or energy. What? How is this leaving me feeling? What's the energy of how it leaves me feeling? So, So for you, you already told us, you said that it was scary and out of control. Is there anything else in the energy? vulnerable 
definitely vulnerable. vulnerable yeah vulnerable vulnerable okay great so you would take all so now at the at this point where you've got all of these all of this information down you probably have some insight as to what your dream is helping you sure. sort through yeah. i have some insight but w- let me hear from you like what do you why how is this dream being helpful um with what the situation that was going on can you see a connection between the dream and how it could be trying to help you with your situation Sure. I think it's just making me aware of Mm. what's going on in my internal world and to pay attention and to do and to take care of myself better. Right. Right. Like even just that awareness means, wow, treat yourself with kit gloves. Don't like don't put pressure on yourself right now. If you're going through this, like maybe you didn't think you were. Maybe you just thought, oh, this is just a day in the life. No big deal. We often minimize our feelings or how deeply something's affecting us. But your dream, as you just said, is saying, hello, you're going through something like take care of yourself. Yeah. Great. Anything else that, that is popping for you? Oh, you mean my dreams? Yeah. Um, Any- I, I think, uh, I think, I mean, that's the only one that stands out to me, really. I mean, sometimes I dream of tornadoes. I don't know. For some reason, a lot of these natural phenomenons. Like- yes. <laughs> Interesting. Well, let's talk about the tornado in a second. It's definitely related. Yeah. But um, may I do an If It Were My Dream and Absolutely. how I would play with this? Sure. Like If we were in a dream circle together, I always ask people to imagine that the dream that's shared is like a diamond that's in the center of the circle. And everyone, depending on where they're sitting, is going to see a different facet of that diamond. And I love the metaphor of the diamond because that implies that this dream has value and maybe exponential value more than you even thought. So from where I sit, if it were my dream, I also see, I look at dreams from the perspective that everyone in the dream and everything in the dream is an aspect of the dreamer. I, I get, I borrowed this from the late, great Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, mm, if it were my dream, I am also the tsunami. That means I am incredibly powerful and maybe way more powerful than I've given myself credit for. And I can be stormy and I can be intense And maybe I haven't yet owned the enormous power that I have to be able to be at effect in this situation. So where am I the tsunami and how might that empower me? And how does that make me want to make room for my own emotions, give myself more room to cry, to yell, to, to express myself. And um, if it were my dream, there's some part of me that, that likes this dream because it's showing me that I've got power that I hadn't yet owned. Wow. I mean, that, that is such an empowering twist. <laughs> I never thought <laughs> twist like a tornado. And because um, water is connected to intuition, mm-hmm. I would also, you know, as I think that the issue for all of us humans, one thing we all have in common is that we're way more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. In some way, it's like we all agreed to play really small right. in these lives. And then to incrementally, or sometimes in one fell swoop, but most of us incrementally find these little puzzle pieces that are like clues to how powerful we are. 
And most of us say, okay, that's weird. That's not me. I'm just this little teeny vulnerable person over here that's at the effect of everyone. When really it's like we're giants and we're, <laughs> we're, it's like we just haven't accepted our power. Carolyn Mace said um, once in, the, in a lecture yeah. that the reason for being alive yeah. is to, what is it? What did she say exactly? Is to become responsible for our power. For our power, yeah. But the, but the trick is, is that most of us have no idea that we're powerful. Yeah. And we refuse to accept it. Mm-hmm. So I think this is one of those dreams saying, uh, hello, Celine, uh, you are super powerful. Are you gonna, are you gonna own it? Yeah. And, and I'm gonna keep recurring, recurring dreams keep happening until you get the message, until you own your depth and your intuition and your power. And you do so, and you harness it, and you learn how to manage it. So you're not out of control with it, but you learn how to know where the on and off switches are, and and you can control it. You know what I love about the way you've interpreted that dream of mine is that you did it with empathy, and you did it in mm. a way that's inspirational. So thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. I. I, this is my jam. And to me, (laughs) nightmares are, I mean, I love every dream. I love them all. I love the flying dreams. I love the lottery winning dreams. I love when we get to explore other realms, but it seems that in this life, my niche is nightmares because I just can see the value in them. And one shortcut for finding the value in a nightmare is to recognize that often it's it's what's been repressed must express. Mm-hmm. So the yeah, scary the energy the is the shadow. Exactly. And it's like, come on, if you're not going to own me and you're going to stick me in a closet at some point, I don't want to have to do this, but I'm going to have to explode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to be a storm. I mean, imagine if you were left in a closet for years and totally untended to and unloved and uncared for. If you finally found a crack in that closet and you busted out, you would not look cute. You would look like a monster. And they'd go, oh my God. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm Celine. I'm a beautiful soul. I've got a lot to contribute. Don't run. Let me, let me, <laughs> like, let me just take a shower and, you know, get a manicure and then you'll see how cute I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> and besides doing great dream interpretations, you also create Oracle card decks and you've created a yes. Oracle card deck called the hero's journey dream Oracle. So yes. I'm curious to know, I mean, you already touched on the hero's journey a little bit, but how do you think dreams tie into the hero's journey? Oh, in so many ways. Well, as we as we um, talked about earlier, I said dreams are the language of the soul. And I believe the reason the hero's journey is so um, has lasted through all these years, through time immemorial, it goes all the way back to the beginning of cave drawings and first recorded history. Um, it's also, it's a map of the soul. It's a map of the soul's journey. So Joseph Campbell is credited for calling, like really naming the hero's journey and acknowledging the 12 stages of the hero's journey. And he's a mythologist and he was a um, a scholar and um, someone who was like an anthropologist of fairy tales and, and myth 
stories throughout all cultures. And he, in his exploration, he found, he calls it the monomyth. He says that there's one story that is told throughout all cultures throughout all time. And it is the hero's journey. It's the story that is at the core of every movie that we've ever loved, any story, any book we've ever read, any, 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 and that story is our story. And it is the story of our soul going from being obscured, like hidden, and then we find it and we come into it. I mean, even your, your dream about the tsunami, Celine, mm-hmm. we could look at that from the perspective of the hero's journey, mm-hmm. saying that like before this dream, and even before the first of these tsunami dreams, there's Celine mm-hmm. living this nice, sweet, ordinary life doing whatever she's doing, but she has no idea that she is a powerful badass. <laughs> so there's these dreams that have to come to her and like scare her and freak her out to get her attention because the sweet, lovely, flowery dreams aren't doing the trick. Yeah. She's maybe remembering them, but they're not waking her up. So we're going to have to use the big, the big guns and we're going to get her attention. And then you start to have these dreams and these dreams are like the call to adventure. Mm-hmm. They're the call to explore your dreams more deeply and to explore yourself more deeply, but it takes you on a wild ride. It's not like you just open a book and there's the answer and now you're done and you go back to life as it was. No, these dreams pull you on this wild adventure. You even start a podcast and Mm -hmm. start exploring and interviewing people and you meet some mentors along the way and, and through it, you you have a dark night of the soul, like, but why this? It's still so scary. It's not working. It still doesn't understand. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But along the way, you start to get clues. And eventually, you have a phone call with someone named Kelly. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we could say, I'm part of your journey. And where I'm saying, hello, Celine, this is about your power. This is your, this is in a way the ordeal stage of your hero's journey where you look at, you look in the face of the scariest thing, the thing that you want to run from and that you want to wish away. You wish it never happened, but because I'm making you look at it, you finally realize, oh my God, it's showing me how powerful I am. It's showing me that I've got more potential to be a healer and intuitive and to contribute something to this world more than I ever would have imagined. So this now, it becomes the gift. It becomes the reward stage of your journey. But just because you received the the reward, just because we had this conversation, your hero's journey doesn't end here. Now you begin the road back. The road back is is the path of you integrating this awareness and this information, because it takes something to go from the Celine that you thought you were into the Celine that is this wise wizard goddess badass. So the road back is your integration, your alchemy process. And eventually you have a resurrection where you literally leave the old you behind and you come into the ultimate you. And then you bring that home. It's the final stage of the hero's journey is home with the elixir. It's where you are, you come back to the ordinary people that you knew and the the clients or the people that were part of your life, but you're different and you have embodied this gift. You have embodied the tsunami of your great power and everyone gets wet, but 
you, it's like, you don't even have to speak. You don't even have to share just your presence illuminates people and empowers people. It's like the perfect metaphor because it's a water and it has a ripple effect Mm -hmm. touching everyone back home. So our dreams really are telling us where we're at on our hero's journey. In addition to speaking the same language as our hero's journey does, it's the language of soul. It's helping us to navigate that path so that we can we can do it with a bit more grace and a bit more joy. And those are, that's, I mean, I'm still discovering more and more connections between the hero's journey and dreams. But to me, it's one of the fastest and most efficient ways to move along our hero's path is to pay attention to our dreams because every day we get a clue as to how to better be on this journey and what to look forward to next and how to make the most of the moments that we have while we're here. Wow, that's beautiful. And I think that to be attuned to all of this, to our dreams and to what it's trying to tell us, we have to also be able to be open to it because sometimes we allow fear about our thinking or we get just too rational about it. You know, these are, I think these are the main obstacles that people face when it comes to seeing their hero's journey through their dreams. Right. Well, in the hero, part of the hero's journey is the ordinary world. So it's okay to be ordinary. It's okay to be logical and it's okay to be cynical. That's part of it. And, but when you really get into your hero's journey, this is why I love the quote by Reverend Michael Beckwith. He says that either pain pushes or inspiration pulls. So this is why we have nightmares because inspiration isn't, isn't, pulling us enough. We might get inspired and go, oh, that was fun. Next. And we're, <laughs> we move on. But so pain is going to push us like you're, like you're remembering these tsunami dreams. We could say that this is pain pushing you to remember and pain pushing you to ask these questions and pain driving you deeper into your own quest. It's not because you want to, it's because you have to in order to get out of pain and to stop these dreams. So I don't think anybody goes deep into their soul's hero's journey because they're, they just feel like it because they want to. It's something, it's an imperative that is driving them. I mean, pick any movie, any great story right, like about Harry some, Potter and like Star Wars. Yes. All of them are, yeah. Yes, exactly. And by the way, Harry Potter came to J.K. Rollins in her dream. Oh, she dreamt know. about, yes, she dreamt about an orphan with a lightning bolt on his forehead and it would be special power. And she was intrigued. And then Stephanie Meyer as well, the one who wrote the Twilight series, Mm -hmm. she dreamt about a a benevolent vampire. And this intrigued her. So we could say that it was inspiration Mm -hmm. that pulled these Mm -hmm. women into paying attention to their dreams. And then, and then those dreams pulled them by the collar into their hero's journey, both of them, because it caused them to write these stories that changed their lives and contributed so much to people's lives. Millions of people have read these books and been changed by them. So 
Yeah. And then, and so this, this hero's journey dream oracle deck in some way, just like my first dream oracle deck, um, the first deck was just called the dream oracle deck. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like, it's meant to be a bridge to get people connected to the language of their soul in their ordinary life. Cause it's when we're awake that we're like, Oh, I don't remember a dream or I don't know. I'm just doing my life. I've got emails to tend to. And yeah. you know, I'm not a hero on a hero's journey. So you okay. shuffle the deck and you pick a card and then you get a message and it triggers something that stirs. Oh yeah. It helps you to remember mm-hmm. that you are a hero on a hero's quest. If you'd like, we can pull a card to see oh. what the message is for everyone today. Sure. Let's do that. Do we have time? Yeah. Do we have a second? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, I'm just shuffling them here. I'm going to ask you to say stop. And, and then I'll go with the card that I'm touching at that moment. Stop. Whenever you're ready. Okay. All right. So I picked the card called the return and it's perfect because she's walking through water. It's a beautiful (laughs) image by Rasuli and it's called, and the keynote is, is, own your mastery, Celine, <laughs> for everyone. So I would I consider this one of the major arcanas of this deck. Okay. The four major arcanas are the the call, the quest, the return, and the reward. I mean, the return. I'm sorry, the reward and the return. So this is. So I'm I'm going to read this. I I always have an inspirational quote. So this one says, "This is by Terry Pratchett. Mm-hmm. Why do you go away?" so that you can come back, so that you can see the place you came from with new eyes and extra colors. And the people that are, the people there see you differently too. Coming back to where you started is not the same as never leaving. The message is, <clears throat> it's no longer just about you, but about all who will benefit from your story. Wow. In your mind's eye, Imagine you're delivering a passionate graduation speech to a sea of eager students who are hanging on your every word. You stand at the podium, confidently sharing your story, reflecting upon your hero's journey. You reminisce about the lessons and blessings learned and earned along the way. Your words become seeds planted in fertile soil in the minds and hearts of all those who are destined to be changed by your wisdom. At some point, you notice you are no longer telling a story about how you found the elixir, but you have embodied it. Between words, when you pause for breath, you continue to radiate a life-affirming message that alchemically alters all who are blessed to be in your sphere of influence. The dream symbol is graduation. Celine, you've earned a degree of mastery, and it's high time and high tide that you own it. The dream is shining a bright light. <laughs> it's shining a bright light on the important rite of passage that you're in the midst of. You're crossing from novice to wise one, and you can't go back. It's time to honor where you've been, claim your identity, and prepare to make a bold leap into the future you've been dreaming of and working toward for so long. You are finally ready. It is your time. And the mantra is, I've graduated from having a story worth telling to embodying the potency of my story. And it emanates throughout every cell of my being. That's your message. Oh, my goodness. And everyone who's listening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's a collective message, right? Yeah. For, for me, yeah. 
personally, that really, really resonates. Like you have no idea. Uh, awesome. Really, thank awesome. you so much. I mean, I, I, I thought this was just going to be an interview, but I got so much more. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I have to acknowledge Blue Angel. They're the, they're the publishing company that I've been blessed to work with and connected through Rasuli, the incredible fusion artist. And yes. we've got all kinds of other projects coming up. But I'm, it's just such a blessing to get to share it with you. And Celine, you've been so wonderful. Thanks for opening up your heart about your dream and sharing and Absolutely. contributing to me and everyone. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for enlightening all of us about the power of our dreams and using them to improve our lives. And uh, before you go, um, would, could yeah. you please let us know where we can look, where the listeners can learn more about you and about about your services and products? Great, thank you. My primary website is my name Kelly Sullivan Walden dot com, but if that's too hard to spell, it might be easier just to go to I had the strangest dream dot com. That'll take you to the same place. I had the strangest dream, and on there. If you sign up, you can get all kinds of gifts from me, including my dream declaration meditation that is designed to listen to before you go to sleep to enhance the probability of you remembering your dream and also dreaming on a subject or topic that would be useful for you at that moment. And you can find me on Facebook, Kelly Sullivan Walden, Dr. Dream. And Instagram and Twitter is Kelly S. Walden. And um, let's see, I think also you should go to Blue Angel. Blue Angel, I think it's blueangel.com. Mm -hmm. They are the publishers. And Rasuli is the, is the, his, he's the artist who is amazing. His um, work is at Fusion Art International. Dot com. Great. So, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kelly. It was been, it's been a real pleasure. You take care and have a wonderful you too. Thank you, Celine. Own your power. Own your inner tsunami. I it's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sweet dreams. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please subscribe to my podcast and feel free to share it with your friends and family. Take care and speak soon.